So I just want to say this to you. I'm glad for all these people that step up when maybe pastor has to be away. Grateful to everyone that loves the Lord to such a degree that they do all that they can. And I don't want you to be deflated this morning in any, any, either way, any way, even though I understand. I do understand. I understand that, hey, our leader's not here today. But our leader in the Lord is here today, the Holy Spirit. And I would ask you today to pray that the message is something that we could all gain something from, that our church would be lifted up, and that our pastor and his family, as they're watching this morning, could be encouraged. Now, I'm going to talk to you this morning and share with you about three doors. And we're going to get to that in just a moment. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we gather together today, God, we have no ability outside of Christ. We cannot this morning, Lord, be victorious without Jesus, without the Holy Spirit making intercession for us this morning. So God, we pray this morning that you would help us, not just the words that come from my heart and my lips, but the words that enter into the ears and the heart of those that hear. Help us, Lord, to be in your perfect will as we talk this morning about Jesus and these three doors that are so very important. God, we can't do it without you. We pray your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, Joe's going to put the scripture on the board, and we're going to read it, we're going to share it with you this morning. John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. And the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's John chapter 1, verse 1. Now, it can come into play here, and it will. And John 10, chapter 10, verse 1 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door unto the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. And you know, we've sang a lot about the shepherd of the sheep today, have we not? And him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Uh, this parable, or allegory, that Jesus spake unto them, they understood not what things they were which he spake of them. Then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door. 
I am the door of the sheep, and all that ever came before me were thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastor. For the thief cometh but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. May God add his rich blessings to the reading of the word. I want to share something with you this morning, and I want you to listen as intently as you can. John is the writer here. John is the beloved. He is one of the 12 disciples. He is the one that boasts that he is the one that Jesus loved. John writes with such a heart, does he not? Now, he talks to us about two doors. I want to talk to you about each one of those doors, and then I'm going to reference another door. This morning, as you came in this sanctuary, there are four ways to get in the door. So I want to share with you this morning a thought. Please answer the door. If you came into this sanctuary today, you either came from downstairs and came through this door on my left, or you came through the door on my right in the back, or the door on the left in the back, or you came through the middle door and came into the sanctuary. There are four ways into this sanctuary that would normally be used. Now, I don't believe that you would use the windows, for we know that only thieves and robbers would use the windows to get in. But you see, there are four ways to get in the sanctuary this morning. For Jesus to be the good shepherd, for Jesus to be your Savior, there was only one way, one door he must walk through. And he had to walk through a door. To enter into God's glorious presence, to enter into God's satisfaction for your soul, there's only one way. And that would be a eternal life in the name of Jesus. So we know that Jesus is one door, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. But what's this other door that you're referring to, Bill? What is this? Well, let's look at our scripture this morning. John chapter 10, verse 1. Here's what it says. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. And I say to you this morning that Jesus had to come through a door to be your Messiah. Really? That's true? 
It is. He had to enter into the door to be our shepherd. And what was that door? Well, Jesus, to be the shepherd of all of us, must come through and fulfill the door of the prophets and the old law. You see, Jesus just didn't happenstance by, but he was chosen. He is God in the flesh. He is our true Messiah. He must fulfill all the requirements to be the good shepherd. You sang about it, Sherry, in your song. In both songs that we sang as a congregation, we sang about the shepherd. Let me ask you a question. Is Jesus your shepherd today? He must be your shepherd. If he's not your shepherd, grab a hold of this. You cannot enter in to the kingdom of heaven. So what is that first door that I'm talking about this morning? It's not a door that I can walk through. It's a door that Jesus walked through. In order to be the true shepherd, Jesus, the true Messiah, must walk through these doors to fulfill the Old Testament prophecies. You see, some people think that we're arrogant sometimes when we say that Jesus is the only way. The world teaches now that there's many ways to heaven. One, you can be just good long as you're religious, you can make it to heaven. Well, those two claims are not true. First of all, there's no one good. The Bible says there's none good, no, not one. Not me, not you. We're all sinful. And we certainly can't get to heaven because we come to church. It's a good place to be, and we should be here as often as possible. But the church itself cannot save you. It, it cannot walk through this door that we're talking about here in John chapter 10, verse 1. It just can't do it. And yet the world will say, well, what about Muslims? What about them? They didn't walk through the door that he's talking about in John chapter 1. They can get to the other door that I'm going to talk about in a few moments. But see, this door that I'm talking about must be walked through by the true Messiah. Let me read a verse of Scripture here for you. Well, I'll just talk to you about it. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. It declares that God sent forth his Son, watch this, made of a woman made under the law. That's one of the requirements to be the good shepherd. He must be made of a woman, right? And what did we just celebrate? We just celebrated Christmas, Jesus' birthday. I remember years ago that my daughter was just a young little girl like these that were up here, and she would sing this great song, Christmas is Jesus' birthday. Christmas is Jesus' birthday. That's why I'm happy and that's why I'm gay. Because Christmas is Jesus' birthday. Now, that's about the way she sang. But I can be happy because Christmas was Jesus' birthday. And what does that indicate to me? That he came through a woman and her name was Mary and she was a virgin. Another prophecy that was fulfilled 
by the one that must walk through this door. And it says here that he was made under the law. You may say, well, yeah, but the story of Jesus is in the New Testament. Oh, but yet, he was born under the law. So he fulfills Galatians 4.4, doesn't he? To walk through that particular door, only one door that you can walk through. There's another thought, if I might add to it here, and that's Brother Luke, Dr. Luke, in chapter 1, verse 32. He talks about that the Messiah that comes, he must walk through the door, he must be in the bloodline of King David. We talked about that just a little bit in Sunday school this morning, that King David was born in Bethlehem, the city of David. And so Joseph, through the census, had to go down to Bethlehem, the city of David, because Joseph was the house and the lineage of David. And by the way, so was Mary. She was of the house and the lineage of David. So what does that fulfill, preacher? It fulfills that the one who walks through this door that I'm talking to you about this morning must be in the bloodline of King David. Jesus fulfilled that in Bethlehem. What else? What other fulfillment did this particular person, this person that could be the good shepherd, what else would they have to do? Well, I'll tell you, they would have to be, as I said, born in that city of David. Micah chapter 5 verse 2 tells us that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, and he was. And I could labor this point and go on and on and on and prove to you through the word of God that Jesus is that Messiah, that good shepherd that walked through that door in John chapter 10 verse 1. But I don't want to leave this out. Isaiah the prophet, 725 years before the birth of Christ, commanded that the one that would be the Messiah must be born of a virgin. So Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 was fulfilled in the Gospels. Jesus was born of a virgin. I could go on, and I could go on, and I could go on. Jesus fulfilled the scriptures of walking through that door when he opened up the blinded eyes in John chapter 9. When he loosened the tongue of the person that could not speak. When he made the lame whole. He fulfilled these requirements. When Jesus raised the widow from Nain's son from the dead, he fulfilled those requirements. You see, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. So whoever the Messiah is, and it's Jesus, must walk through that door of the prophets and the law. And he did that. Rest assured, there is no other way. 
The Bible says there is no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. Why are you wanting to be so clear about this, Bill? Well, I'll tell you what. I have an evangelistic nature. Everyone I look at, I wonder if they're saved. Every funeral that I help on, every funeral that I do, every person that I meet on the street, every one of them, I wonder if they're saved. Saved. Well, how can I be saved? <laughs> By accepting the sacrifice that God gave us, Jesus Christ our Lord, who fulfilled those requirements to be the Messiah when he walked through that door that I'm talking to you about. So, he is the Messiah then. If he's fulfilled, by the way, over 300 prophecies that pertain to him, he, he has fulfilled. He is the hope of the world. He is the Messiah. He is the only way to heaven. You could come to church 365 days a year. You could give to the poor day in and day out. You could do all that is good in your eyes and yet you may not make heaven because you do not have the blood applied to your life. And it's not just any blood, it's the blood. It's the blood of the one that walked through the door. Let me read it one more time before I go to the next door. And the writer says here, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door unto the sheepfold, but climbeth up another way, the same is a thief and a robber. Now let's concentrate on verse 2 if we can. But he that entereth in by the door, whom I just talked to you about, is the shepherd of the sheep. Praise the Lord. Amen. Do you remember back in the book of Exodus, uh, it's in chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, and I will read this for you. Moses comes up, and Moses is talking to God. Moses is explaining to God. My, Moses is questioning God. And this is going to lead us to the second door that I want to talk to you about. Oh, would you please answer the door? Look what was said by Moses in Exodus chapter 3. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they say unto me, what is his name? What shall I say unto them? So Moses needs to know this. God, when they ask who you are, what's your name? And verse 14 says, And God said to Moses, I am <laughs> that I am. First of all, I want you to know something. God is telling Moses who he is. 
God wanted Moses to know before he went to the children of Israel, Moses needed to know who God is. I didn't say was because God is and always has been and always will be. Thus shall thou say, God said unto the children of Israel, I am sent me unto you. So God is I am. What about this other door? If God is I am, what does that have to do with the door? When the book of John that we read out in the Gospels, there are seven statements called the seven I am statements. Now I get excited about this. John records Jesus saying the seven I am statements. The first one is when Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He goes on to say, I am the light of the world. <laughs> he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, I am, praise God, I am the good shepherd. Goodness. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. And here's the one I want to get to. He said, I am the door. This is the second door that I want to talk to you about. I know that we talked about how Jesus was the Messiah and how he proved it. We've already done that. We have established that. I think beyond any thoughts of disagreement. Oh, but let's talk about Jesus being, I am the door. I want you to notice something about a door. You know, a door is an entranceway to something. It is how we get into a place. It is the place that is established to get in. Let me say this to you and me today. Let me share this with you today, Lisa. Jesus is the way, the entranceway. He is the door into heaven. If you've tried to get into heaven any other way, it does not work. It'll make you feel better coming to church. I tell you, it always does. It'll make you feel better to do a good deed. It always does. It'll make you feel better to give to the poor. It'll make you feel better to feed the hungry. It will do those things. But I want to tell you something. Going into the place of glory called heaven is there because of a relationship to the door. You and I must go in that place called the door. Now there have been many prophets that have come in the name of God that have not been the prophets that were God's. They were false prophets. And there will be many more as we go through this life. And until the Lord returns, Christians should be aware that those things shall go on. Christians, let me tell you something. I have to ask the unsaved to forgive me because I've not been bold enough about that lately. I've not been bold enough to step up, Brother Clint, and tell people that they need to be saved. 
I don't want to be obnoxious and I don't want people to go on the other side of the street. But I'm telling you this, that I've lost a lot of friends lately and many of them were unsaved. And you may ask me, did they not go to church? Yes, some of them did. But that doesn't save them. Weren't they good people? Oh, every one of them were good people as far as I'm concerned. But remember, there's none good, no, not one. According to my standards, they were good. But according to God's standard, they need to walk through the door. And they did not walk through the door. And many of them that I did funerals for, many of those that I sang funerals for, many of those that I saw at least once or twice a month, they're lost. Why? Because they did not walk through the door. John chapter 10, verse 9, says something beautiful. I want to read 7, 8, and 9, by the way. I think it's refreshing to hear these words. Verse 7 says, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. <laughs> oh, how did he become the door of the sheep? He fulfilled the requirements, that's all. Verse 8 and all that ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Watch verse 9. I am the door, and by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Isn't that great? Any man that walks in the door of Jesus Christ shall be saved. What's the requirement to be saved? To walk through the door. He goes on to say in verse 9, he that walks through the entereth into the door, he shall be saved, watch, and shall go in and out and find pastor. You know what I'm glad of? When I walked through that door on December 17th, 1978, that door of Jesus Christ, I want to tell you something that I have lived a life. I have lived an abundant life. I can rejoice even in hard times because I got the opportunity and took the opportunity to walk through the door. Have you walked through the door? If you say, I'm not sure, I would probably say you probably need to check that out. Because when I walked through the door, I recognized that I was walking through the door. Verse 10. The thief, the thief, and folks, let me tell you, he's out there. He's everywhere around trying to rob what the Word of God says. He's trying to convince people that just be a good person. There's none of them, right? Just do good or have a religion. He's a thief. He's come to steal from you. He's come to steal the very Word of God out of your heart. He's come to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, But I am come, what? That they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Christians, you know why? 
that many are not living the abundant life, they forgot about walking through the door. Oh, what a beautiful door it is. I'm sure that blind Bartimaeus, when he met the door, he, I guarantee you that he was excited when the door allowed him to see. Are you living the abundant life or are you pressed down because of the cares of this life and the things that's going on on CNN and Fox? Door number two is Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Door number one was the door that he fulfilled to be the good shepherd. So, what is the third door? So we've got three doors. So finally, we're getting to that door. It's a door that you have. It's the door of your heart. It's your heart's door. You may say, Bill, you just don't understand, though. I've been, uh, I've been going to church, well, for 50 years. Oh. So, <laughs> good. Or you may say, but yeah, you know what, Bill? I've, I've watched your life. You're, you're, uh, if you're going to heaven, I am. M maybe I'm not going. <laughs> I am, though, by the way, <laughs> because I've walked through the door. <laughs> but there's always an excuse to get away from the door. But while I look at, and I, I'm using this as, a, as an illustration, not necessarily in balance, but I'm using this as an illustration. Revelation chapter 20, chapter 3, verse 20, I'm sorry. Jesus says these words. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and him with me. What's this third door? It's the door of your heart. For with the heart man believeth and with mouth, he expresses his salvation. But the door of your heart, have you opened it to the I am door? Have you opened it up to Jesus? The glorious door for being saved. Bill, I just don't understand. Why do you keep telling us this every time you get behind that desk? I have no other message. I'm not a pastor. Our pastor is teaching us every week. He's got messages. Wow, isn't it great that we have such a pastor? but I'm motivated by evangelistic things. 
I am concerned about your soul, and so is he. So in closing today, not with a sad heart, but are you saved? You on Facebook, are, are you saved? Do you, do you know how to be saved? Accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on him. And he will save your soul. Let us bow our heads and pray. Dear Lord Jesus, as we come at the end of this broken message, our hearts are truly broken, Lord, by the thought that someone would leave this world unprepared to meet Jesus. God, we do understand that Jesus fulfilled all those scriptures. And we do understand, according to the book of John, that he is the door. Not a door, but the door. The only door. And Lord, I believe that we all understand here today that the decision to follow Jesus is within our own hearts and the decisions that we make. I pray for that person that is in the balance, that person that, Father, is nearest hell today. May, Father, you touch them, and may they heed to your call. In Jesus' name, amen.